opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris Baraka Singer, Pat Cyrax Singer, and Randy Kung Lao Saffer. Cast Bringers! Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Cast Bringers. That's right. I'm taking over the introductions what? tonight. What? It's Chris. I'm your host with Pat Cyrax, singer, and Hello. Randy. And Randy Kung Lao Saffer. I am Chris Baraka Singer. This is Cast Bringers, episode 11. Get over her. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Good. It's weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird. really I like weird. This. I don't like this at all. Yeah. Well, I I fatalityed your intro, Pat, and someone had to do it. So it's fair. Fair if you couldn't tell tonight, folks, we are talking Mortal Kombat! The new trailer to Mortal Kombat dropped. We'll be touching on that later. I mean, but that first, dropped a while ago. I mean, not the, the new, well, the new trailer for the new movie. You're thinking of the movie from 20 years ago. That trailer, you're right. That trailer dropped a while ago. I think I think Pat's just gonna nag you all night because you stole his intro. I am. That is that, yes, that is accurate. Randy, what have you been nerding on? Well, Chris, so glad you asked. Um, I've been nerding on nothing new. Just continue to watch his Dark Materials on HBO, and I finished Raised by Wolves, and I will say it was the craziest best show i've seen in a very long time and that's all i'll say for no spoilers but please watch it on hbo on hbo max hbo max yes if you have it getting hbo max shortly uh the new true detective comes out or it's already on there oh i didn't know that yeah that's what that's what i heard season four yes Mm. i don't know if i ever watched season three season three was really good yeah i haven't seen season three but i've heard which one is one with vince vaughn is that two that's the one I watched. What was season three? With uh, Maha Rush, I don't know how to say his Mar- name. Ali, Marshall Ali. Ali, and um, Deacon Frost is how I know him. Stephen oh, Dorff. I, I did not see. Maybe that's the one my wife was talking about. That the one we never watched is on it. Yeah, that's probably what she meant. Yeah. I don't think there's a season four then. Also, breaking also- here on Casper, season four, True Detective. <laughs> Also a few years not, old. Chris, I think real. there was like a time gap where you just didn't exist for <laughs> for a year or two because these these things have happened for, for a while. Cause I, why? Because I had kids. Chris, you got me so excited for season four. <laughs> but maybe I'll I met watch. season four minus one, Randy. You never let me finish my sentence. Maybe I'll rewatch season three just because it was good. Uh yeah. So get HBO Max, watch that, watch 
what came out today, which we all know, the new Zack Snyder Justice League. I'll be nerding on that very soon. And uh, that's about it. Pat? Uh, yeah, I didn't think I had did a lot this week. And then as I was writing it down, I was like, eh, maybe I did. Um, so I re-downloaded Fall Guys on PlayStation. Uh, my kids had been bugging me to play it for about like a week and a half. Um, they, they just love it. I don't know why. You caved? I caved. And so we played it uh, like Saturday morning. We played it for like an hour or two. Um, so we did, I've been doing that. Did I finally finished uh i no get I crown didn't get a crown uh I, I was definitely a little rusty and then my and then my kids can like barely navigate to like the first obstacle so they just kind of end up sticking in yeah, the corner or running suck. in circles yeah so uh but hey we're, we're grinding that experience so it was all good um i finally finished iron gold uh so that was exciting i'm on to uh just diving right in right away to, to uh, the next book, Dark Age. Um, so doing that, let's see. I was reading. Okay, I started right, right here in the show notes. I see the last Ronin. Did your high school band get back together? <laughs> uh, the high school band did not get back together, but I did start reading that comic, The Last Ronin. For those unfamiliar, it is uh, a spinoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Uh, and it takes place in the future where three of the four Ninja Turtles have deceased. And there is one left, and he is carrying on the fight. He is the last Ronin. Uh, do they good. tell you which turtle it is, or is that part of the mystique? Uh, they do tell you, but I'm, I won't spoil it in case people want to read it. I think it's on the front cover who it is. It's not. Oh. You can't tell. It's not Raphael? It's not Raphael. Is it Donatello? I'm not saying anymore. <laughs> is it Leonardo? That's got to be Michelangelo. What is a swerve the party dude becomes the last Ronin. I think it's the female turtle from Ninja Turtles 4. <laughs> the pink, the pink eye, uh, eye headband. What do you watch or what are you reading that on, Pat? Uh, Hoopla. Okay. So, cool. yeah, they. I was looking at their comics. They got a bunch of new or like fairly recent comics on there uh, that I kind of missed out on. So I wanted to catch up on some of those. Um, and then I started watching Pacific Rim the Black on Netflix, which has been pretty good, but that just really made me want to watch the movie. So I watched the original Pacific Rim movie again this weekend. Uh, and then did finally, they make a sequel to that, or is that coming out? They did make a sequel, it's not great. Which sequel is better, the Pacific Rim sequel or the Independence Day sequel? Uh, so, so I watched both of those sequels maybe within like three days of each other so it's kind of blurred into one movie for me and then you clawed your eyes out yeah uh, <laughs> I think the Pacific Rim one is better just because there's like way lower expectations ish I don't know yeah they're both not great I've heard the Independence Day sequel is like ruins the first movie I, and makes you not want to I could not even finish the internet. Not want to welcome people to Earth. Yeah. I uh, I think I only got like a third of the way through the Independence Day sequel and then I had to turn it off because I was just not vibing it. I did finish the Pacific Rim sequel. So that. So obviously, well, then I guess that one's better. Right. Watchable. Uh, And then lastly, I was just talking to you guys before we started uh, started the cast, but I started watching Ted Lasso. It is amazing. Cannot recommend it enough. If you have um, Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso, it's awesome. That's it for me. Chris, what about you? 
Oh, thanks, Pat. I wasn't sure if you're gonna gonna pass it to me because uh, you know, fatality of your a, intro. I wanted to have a little <laughs> bit of an awkward silence. There. You're you're That's giving a friendship though. Friendship, friendship, friendship. What have friendship. I been nerding on? Well, thanks friendship. for asking. I am reading the comic Descender again. It's on Hoopla. Um, Jeff Lemire, and it's good. It's about a little robot in the future. Just general comic goodness. In more comic goodness, I have officially subscribed to DC Comics Infinite, which is the DC Comics online back catalog. So been reading a bunch of old DC comics, Jack Kirby at his finest. Um it it's definitely worth it. It was it's what I think like $4.99, $5.99 a month or you can get a full year for like 60 bucks. So considering I buy comics weekly, instead I'll just cut one or two DC comics out and just put that money towards my back catalog of DC Comics Infinite subscription. And guys, in other nerdy news, I think I might be developing a problem. I've been doing a lot more nerd auctions. Um, update us like, Chris because I'm I, I love hearing about found, this. I found like three more sites that have comic book auctions randomly on it uh, I found some swords that I was bidding on um, I mean, that doesn't sound like a problem that I might like... I might have actually won a white and black katana sword for $22 by accident because I was trying to show oh. Pat how the auction works by oh, you poor thing <laughs> i feel so bad for you <laughs> yeah. oh, oh darn i bought this awesome looking sword There's sports cards auctions i feel like i'm in middle school again just going to the the hobby shop every weekend buying spending my allowance except because i have a real job my allowance is a lot more <laughs> but i also have a mortgage that i need to keep in mind so We'll see how it turns out. You can just spend those uh, spend those Biden bucks. We'll see. The key is the key is when I'm buying cheap at the auction and I got to resell all my comics and it puts your kids through college. I think you you tried that argument with our parents uh, with yourself getting put through college. How'd that go? Yeah, I don't know if that that bubbles. Considering I'm sitting in a room surrounded by comic books, it didn't go well, Randy. or as some would say it went thousands and thousands of dollars of student debt didn't go well randy (laughs) or it went just how you randy considering the comic bubble burst with the death of superman and comics bottomed out and the companies went bankrupt in the 90s it didn't go well randy (laughs) yeah but you know they say comics are the next cryptocurrency so i think you're going to be okay i don't think Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone said that. Comics are the new Bitcoin, if, Chris. Yeah, if you just turn your comics into non-fungible tokens, mm-hmm. then you could digitally sell <laughs> so, all of them. Funny story, I tried to get oh, into no. the non-fungible token oh, game too. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't buying. I was trying to create some art and put it up for dirt cheap and see if anyone would give me non-fungible tokens for five seconds of work. Chris. No one, no one. Do you have this art? Is there any way we could see what you made? You know what? I might be on our Instagram. Whoa! I might have kind of figured out Instagram, guys. 
it turns out I am just really old. Listen, if you figured out NFTs, I hope you figured out Instagram <laughs> at some point. I can't wait till well, next. I think the problem with the NFTs was it, the marketplace I went through was running on Ethereum, not anything else. <laughs> So you have okay. to oh. 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 You gotta know what Ethereum is and understand what an <laughs> NFT is. Wait, wait. First of all, can we stop abbreviating NFT? It is way less fun. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's not non-fundable tokens. It's non-fungible tokens. Non-fungible. Fun- trading is in it a hard G or a soft G? It's a good question. Let's, I, I like the uh, the soft G. It's I like the hard G because it's like fungi, like a mushroom. Yes. I like They're fungi. not mushroom tokens. Fungi. Non-fungible token, non-fungible, or fungus. That's what I meant. Oh. Wait, are mushrooms a fungus or a fungi? They're, fun- they're fun guys. Fun guys. Fungus. Among us. Uh, Stop being sus. <laughs> Chris, that one goes out to little Nikki. I can't wait till next week, Chris. Like our listeners can't see, but your background, as we've talked about, is just walls and just shelves covered in games and i'm guessing we can't in the see toy the room. comic books yeah but next week it's just going to be tent flaps in the background um <laughs> or the wind pouring she'll have kicked me out of the house i'm in the walmart parking lot streaming on there stealing their wi-fi yeah. or all of the games will be replaced with swords because you'll just have bought <laughs> or maybe one of my art pieces will have sold for seven quadrillion dollars on the open sea marketplace Guys, also in nerd news, I, um, I'm a big seltzer drinker. I gave up soda, gave up again in air quotes soda, a while ago. So I'm a uh, drink a lot of seltzer now. Mm-hmm. And my wife stumbled upon. I'm assuming there's seltzers that are supposed to be marketed to like little kids, like young girls especially. Right now, I'm drinking unicorn kisses. So see, you guys can see. Polar seltzer, oh, unicorn mm-hmm. kisses. Yep, I see um, the other flavor we got is dragon's breath. Ooh, so wow. I was drinking dragon's breath the other the other day. Which what does unicorn t- kisses taste like? I think it tastes like cotton candy. It doesn't tell you what flavor it's supposed to be. I think mm-hmm. it's like a cotton candy flavor. And the dragon's breath was like a cranberry grape juice flavor. Okay. Which one there do you like two, better? Two other ones. Um I can't remember the wizard something and I don't know, dragon, unicorn, something again. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so Chris, I'm looking. Uh, Guys, unicorn is, kisses are like have a lot of stuff in them. So, is this your artwork? Chris? Yeah, Flash for All Seasons. I would buy. Check that it out if for, you're interested. Uh, it costs one Ethereum on the Open Sea Marketplace. I, I would buy this for a non-F token. Chris, do you know how much one Ethereum is worth? Yes, yeah, $17,000 because <laughs> yeah. I thought I had to buy one. You have to have one Ethereum in your bank to put it up. That's where the roadblock happened. <laughs> and it wasn't uh, one. It was 0.01 Ethereum. And I was like, oh, that's $1.70. No, I'm not good at math. It's like $170. You just got to mine it. <laughs> yeah. I'll get Gimli on it. Don't you worry. Is uh does crypto count as nerding out? Because I've done a lot of crypto this week, but I wasn't sure if I, that was okay to talk about. Yeah, crypt. What did you crypto? Uh, did you watch crypto? <laughs> the new series on sci-fi. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, is that about Superman's dog? Yes, it was about Krypton. The whole, the whole planet it was oh, like okay. a thousand years before it blew up. 
Um, no, so I, yeah, I've been getting huge into crypto again after I got burned about four or five years ago and just going to be stupid again and go right at it again. So I bought some Bitcoin about three months back. It's doubled. Nice. I now have $10 of Bitcoin instead (laughs) of five. Perfect. Great. All right. I don't know who's in charge anymore. Is it Chris or Pat? All so, right, on to the multi. Moving on, Randy. Oh no! Wait, we got to do did the did the cast did watch, watch Memento. Memento. It's, pre, it's pretty much if Pat watched it. God, <laughs> no, I did not watch it. <laughs> nope, not well, at all. Quote in the show notes. Oh Lord, no. Oh, Lord, Lord, no. Uh, I thought about it almost every day, but Chris, you told me it was like, it really messed with your mind a little bit. Um, it did. So I've kind of held off from doing it at this point. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Only just because like, I don't know, there's way too much other nerdy stuff going on. Yeah. We got it's a really good movie. It is a really good movie. But instead, I'm going to watch four hours of a Justice League movie that I think is, at best, mediocre. You know what you should do is you should watch the Justice League is divided into six parts. Is that right? Watch yeah. one part Justice League, then watch 20 minutes of Memento, Ooh. and then watch the next and alternate. <laughs> and then you'll think he's getting Superman tattoos on him. <laughs> I'm like, Won't Wait, be confusing. Batman's going backwards and forwards in time? <laughs> Yes, Batman gets shot by a time bullet sent from the future that travels through the past to kill him. But but he, can of only, a, but he can't always remember it. Guys, that's an actual storyline for Batman. Final okay. Crisis. That's fun. <laughs> did we just freeze? <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Okay, let's. Can we just settle something? I'm sure Guys, all all great podcasters. This is what happens this. when I don't lead the show, and I think Pat's doing it on purpose. All right, Pat, you're yeah. back in charge of the show. Pat, <laughs> all right, all right. Now on to the multi strike. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Randy, what's yes. your article about? All right, my article. I had like four articles I want to do this week, and then this one I had to go with, titled Keanu Reeves spotted buying merch of his own cyberpunk 2077 character um so essentially they have a picture from twitter that's now deleted of keanu reeves wearing a suit jacket and looks like a t-shirt with his hands folded in front of him in a blue mask on in front of a rack of comic books buying his own uh johnny Silverhand book it looks like or no it's his action figure Oh, it's his action figure. Yeah, yeah. So, you can see yeah. it right here. Can you blame the guy? If no. I had an action figure of right. myself, I would buy it every single chance I got. Well, the funny thing is, like the article says, like he clearly would have gotten this for free or probably at least a bunch of them for free if he wanted. So who is he buying this for? Or is he just supporting local shops? But the funny thing is he's staring directly into the security mm-hmm. camera like he knows he's getting a picture taken other, of him. The, the other shop. thing I didn't get is why was it taken down off of Instagram? Like, why did the person decide? I don't I, didn't I mean, that. it looks like they got it from the security cam of the shop. So maybe they worked at the shop and somebody told maybe them they, they got in trouble it. for it. That yeah. Yeah. 
but just a feel good article that was about it you know keanu reeves buying his own merchandise yeah, something reeves. we keanu would all do in hollywood yeah, yeah doing keanu stuff yep making people feel good if yeah. you could pick one actor who would go to a store and be photographed buying their own action figure i it, it keanu reeves would definitely be in my top three guesses but oh, he yeah. but i think he would like i picture him doing that kind of randy what you said like to just support just to like be nice and support local businesses not out of like vanity or anything just and, because, and, like, and you know what he does he walks out of the store and hands it to the first kid he sees yep mm-hmm. yep hey kid have a toy i'm keanu reeves you're irresistible that's exactly how keanu sounds that's too. exactly that was a great keanu impression hey, this is keanu reeves watch <laughs> me do a backflip chris doesn't know who keanu reeves is clearly well, I'm just really bad at impressions. <laughs> no, I know that's not true. I'm doing uh, well. See, I'm doing Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted's. You're thinking of Keanu Reeves from The Matrix. Hey, kid, we got to make this action figure go over 55 miles per hour. It'll blow up. <laughs> there is. Well, no wait, why is he going to give a bomb to a kid? No, it's an action figure. But it's going to blow up. Yeah, but an action figure, so it's cool. So Pat, <laughs> moving on. This is your article. Can, well, can, wait, wait. Can we just please, Pat? Can you be in charge from here on out? <laughs> can we agree to that? Uh, I don't know, Randy. We'll see. But okay. I will say, my article was about. Um, so Activision Blizzard has announced that they are laying off anywhere from fifty to one hundred and ninety employees, uh, predominantly in their esports division. And then kind of like a quick update to that article uh, that I included in here was um, that uh, subsequently also their CEO is also just conveniently taking his bonus of like $200 million. So uh, capitalism. Yeah. uh, So just, I mean, I wanted to throw this in here because Blizzard has kind of had a PR wise, not a great year. And so this is still just like not a good look. I think Uh, this is more the Activision side, isn't it? Uh, it didn't seem like it, no. Uh, so, so part of it too is th- there were a lot of things kind of in the background of this with their esports division. Uh, they had a big contract with YouTube this year, where they moved all their like t- their all of their casted esports over to YouTube off of Twitch, but which subsequently cost their or, or caused their viewership just to plummet. Um, so like a lot of a lot of fans of of all the esports have viewed that as like a terrible deal, even though short term it probably did make them a ton of money. Um, but so like some people are wondering about that. Uh, Activision Blizzard is saying it's because of the pandemic. Um, so it just kind of I don't know, kind of like a leaves a bad taste in your mouth for sure, just to see uh, you know some of the esports. Again, Blizzard is responsible for Overwatch, Hearthstone, which is a game that's near and dear to my heart um i mean it's hard to blame them they're just a small indie company you know trying to make ends meet that's right right small small indie company doesn't totally know what they're doing yet um so yeah just i wanted to throw that article in there because it just again made me again just not feel great left a pretty sour taste in my mouth hearing that well pat would you like a great taste in your mouth instead i would because hold on to your ps4s you are about to get nine free games. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, PS4, PlayStation, Sony is offering uh, nine free games starting, uh, I think the first free game came is, is offered up 
now it's live March 18th, 2021. And then they're offering uh, extra games uh, in the beginning of April. Uh, five of them are PS4 games. And I think four of them are PlayStation VR games that are free mm-hmm. hits of the package. Horizon Zero Dawn, possibly mm-hmm. the greatest video game ever made, is free. Ratchet and Clank is free. And some other games that didn't really strike me, so I didn't remember their names. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of VR games. Um, and this was something, I, I just thought this was really cool, because this is something they started doing when quarantine first started. They did, an, I think, a batch of like six or seven. Mm-hmm. And so just to see them continuing that, Again, right. It's the complete opposite of my article. It's a c- company doing something just kind of good and cool out of, you know, for no other reason than just to like make people happy. So that's great. I love it. And it does. It, it gives me a much better taste in my mouth, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's different. Welcome. It's different than PS Plus. Um, so everybody gets yes. these games. This and is you keep free them forever. And it's yours to keep. You don't need to be a subscriber yeah. or anything. Digital downloads. Uh, the games are Abzu. Enter the Gungeon. I've actually played Enter the Gungeon. There's a reason it's free. Uh, <laughs> Res Infinite, Subnautica, and The Witness, all for standard consoles. And then the VR games are Astrobot Rescue, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. Paper Beast, I've heard, is really good. I've heard Moss is, is quite good as well. And there's an update here, um, Famicom Detectives for the VR also. <laughs> I don't think that's out on VR. That would be out on Famicom, Randy. Oh, the Famicom co- console. Yeah, Randy, is there a Famicom VR? I'm, I, I'm I've actually played The Witness, and that was a really different game. I would love to talk about it, but I don't even know how to start it. It was just it, really weird. I mean, I believe that game won like game of the year yeah. when it came out. Uh, supposedly like a very meditative game where there's no dialogue, no words, and you're just kind of like a floating shape across desert sands and the music won in a no, 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 that, too, that, I think. That one's Journey. Yeah, that was Journey. I'm thinking of Famicom Detectives. Yeah, it is. So the witness, I think the witness and Journey were made by the same guy. Yes, well, the witness I played too. That was free. I thought. Yes, the witness, yes, it is free. The witness, what the article is about, Randy. <laughs> but Randy, you're right. The witness was a PS Plus game. Okay. Uh, like a few months back, because I have it and I just haven't played it yet. Okay. I'll have you, to remember what right that was. All right. Well, let's move on and hit up the killing blow. Let's hit up the killing blow. Oh. Get over here, fatality. Perfect. Flawless victory. Uh, so our killing blow this week is uh, the Strong Museum. Uh, their video game Hall of Fame announced the finalists for this year, 2021. Wait, and quick so- time out. Guys, how awesome is it? We are 20 minutes from the International Video Game Hall of Fame. We it's live pretty, here. Yeah. Pretty amazing. I've never been amazing. either. What? So it- I don't have kids. I don't think I'm allowed in the museum. Of you play. Come with me, oh. bud. Okay, uh, I'm in. So it's like so the reason you have kids, so you can just say, <laughs> "We're going to the video game Hall of Fame, guys." Care if you're crying. And also, prior to quarantine, uh, so I'm sure they'll do it again. Maybe when things calm down, they would do like evening, you know, host evenings there where you you'd go and drink, and they they'd pull out a lot of the old arcade mm-hmm. cabinets. 
Um, and you could go check out, you know, walk around the museum, check out the video game hall. And that's actually where yeah. I first saw the adult nights. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Go into one of the adult nights. So Randy, I recommend that for you, man. Check should we do out. a little, should we do a cast bringers on, on site that night? Yeah. We, all yeah. know. we could probably That'd get a, a lot of fun to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of awesome. You guys they, have any they, connections? They, at the museum? Actually, I'm, I might have a connection. Just one. Do you, do you know, like one of the attendants? No. all right that worked out well Uh, but so there are a lot of familiar games among this year's selection including animal crossing call of duty farmville fifa international soccer guitar hero mattel football microsoft flight simulator pole position portal starcraft tron and where in the world is carmen san diego so a pretty big list um i know in subsequent years or in previous years they had i think like four to six people get in or i shouldn't say people i think they they get in four sounds about right yeah so we'll see who gets in from this list but i mean that's a pretty i mean i don't know what are you guys guys pick your four from that list pat you go first so i would say for me of like pretty influential games it's tough like for me the ones that hold a special place in my heart starcraft where in the world it's carmen san diego would be two for sure guitar hero i had a well, i was big into guitar hero for a while um and then i think like i never actually played this game but it was just everyone loves it and it's so interesting portal i think would, mm-hmm. for me would have to go in what about you chris i think i'd i'd also do starcraft and guitar hero uh, Starcraft because it's awesome. Guitar Hero because it was such a change in a, in a way to play video games. Um, probably go with Portal because I think that again is is just like a such a crazy concept. Um, and then for the fourth one, I, I think it would be between Microsoft Flight Simulator and Farmville. I think Farmville just because it was so huge when it came out and it was such a, it would like led the tide of those Facebook games, mm-hmm. uh, casual simulator games. Um, but I honestly, I'd go with Microsoft flight simulator. It's just, it's, I've, I've played it minimally, but I've read a lot about how just it's an amazing flight simulator. Um, the newest one came out in, in, people go nuts for it uh and that before microsoft flight simulator i remember we had on one of our like four color computers what was it pat aces aces Ooh. high or something flight simulator ace of aces yes ace was the aces. game and you were like a world war ii pilot so flight yep. simulators got a got a spot in my heart and if one of them's going in the museum i'll pick the best one there is microsoft flight simulator so there's my four randy I there's one you guys group photo. I don't know what game that is that I'm looking at on the actual site. Um, if you guys are on the Strong Museum of Play site, or are you looking? Ooh, at I am not. Photo? I got I got mine off of okay. a Polygon article. Okay, yeah, I think if you click it, um, but I'm looking at. It's tough. Uh, I've only played a few of these, but I have played Portal, and I've always said that that's probably one of the best it's by far in my top five best games ever played um i played portal 2 sorry i didn't play portal um but portal 2 was in one of the i i just it's one of the most genius games i've ever played 
So I'd put portal and then I would, I, I guess I would have to go, what do I think should be in there? Even if I've never played it before, mm-hmm. Carmen San Diego has to be, that was, I'm thinking of things that like changed, like, like changed pop culture almost like Carmen San Diego was just so popular and a TV show. Yeah. Yep. Um, Guitar hero was by far the biggest thing when it came out, like that was all over pop culture everywhere. Uh, and then, so I'd go with those three and then Chris, I've never played flight simulator, but I've heard so much about Microsoft flight simulator that I feel like that one is really famous. Obviously I've heard of Starcraft pole position. I've, I've heard of, but never played soccer. Just get that out of there. That shouldn't even be in the list. Call (laughs) of duty looks like it's the super old one. So I could see why, because it's been such a franchise, but I don't know if the first one was great. And I've never played Farmville or Animal Crossing, so I, I, I don't go with think those. I don't think Animal Crossing is really. I, I don't know <clears throat> the original Animal Crossing. It wasn't that huge of a game. The new Animal Crossing: New Horizons on the Switch is what really blew it up. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Animal Crossing is that big of a what? cultural icon. I think though it's not necessarily the culture thing for Animal Crossing because like. So I have an example for it. Uh, when I when I worked at a at a school, way back when I started like my educational career, I remember there it was two two sisters worked at the school. They were both teachers, and they're you know they're in their you know late fifties, early sixties, and they would talk every day about their Animal Crossing houses because they had they each had it on the Wii, and so that so like that was the thing with Animal Crossing was it it brought in people who like would never touch a video game normally. And that was something that they could pick up and play and like kind of grasp because it was just like super easy and and you know you're like you're designing your house and and farming. So we're getting them on the podcast next week, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. And and I think Mattel football is is a handheld, so that's I don't know if it's fair to pit it against the other ones because it's it's like one of those little handheld ones with just one screen like that just lights popped up on it like the old tiger games yeah Yeah. like even before that essentially so yeah those would be my four though i i mean i i honestly think if i had to pick one out of all these uh it's be it falls somewhere between carmen san diego and guitar hero just because what it did to culture itself was just i mean you can't to make a game like that it's it's rare you know I mean, overall, it's a pretty strong group of finalists. Yeah, I don't think you. Can I was surprised. Long. I was surprised Portal was on it. I didn't know too many people even knew about that game. Um, I knew it was like won awards, but I haven't talked to too many people about it. So, I mean, hey man, when you're running the International Video Game Hall of Fame, you got to know. You got to know your stuff. <laughs> That's you know? true. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. But uh, I, I also think the other important thing about this article, this was an article sent in not by Superfan Nick. Oh. So sorry, Nick. You you got you got a little bit of the bump this week. Uh, we got to give a shout out and props to Andy for sending in uh, sending in the kill and blow this week. Ah. Oh. All right. So any any final thoughts on the uh, on the video game Hall of Fame, guys? Or are we moving on? I got I got to ask Randy. When you said group photo, was just the photo not loaded? Well, no, now I'm looking at it and it's a group photo of all the games together. So I, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> I didn't know if you, yeah. But the way it's set up, on. the way it's set up in the images, it looks like another, all right, let's go. Yeah, we'll just, we'll wrap that up. That's, okay. That conversation's good. 
time to move on to the meat and say what? That one, that one didn't work this week. <laughs> you know what? If Chris was in charge, right? Are you? Should we Mortal just do Kombat. it? You guys have flashbacks to the gyrosphere when you hear that song. I, I do actually. Yes. I love yeah, the gyrosphere. All right, guys, so this week the new talking, Mortal Kombat. Talking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Pat love and it. I are Mortal Kombating over the host. Oh my God, uh, makes for great podcasts talking over each other. <laughs> Baraka versus Cyrax, fight. It's it's just great. I love it. Uh, yep, we're talking Mortal Kombat this week again. We got the the new movie launching mid April. The trailer's been out for a couple weeks now. I think we even talked about it on uh, one of the episodes like a week or two ago. Just how uh, uh, the trailer just does get me super hyped up. So we just want to take the opportunity to talk about our history with Mortal Kombat. You know what what you've been what games of them you've played. Uh, favorite characters, just stuff like that. So, Randy, why don't you start us off, man? Like, what's your what's your take on the Mortal Kombat franchise? What's your history with it? What general thoughts, etc.? Yeah, I feel like I was always a Street Fighter guy, and I, I feel like these two games came out right around the same time, probably. Um, and they were very similar fighting games. And I don't, I don't even know what other fighting games like this were out back then. I remember Tekken, I think, came out at some point after them. Uh, so I was more of a street fire guy, but then I did get mortal Kombat for Sega or super Nintendo. And, um, and then I fell in love with it and the graphics were, I thought very original. Weren't they like real people, like real actors? Mm -hmm. Um, what is like called sprites or something? What'd you say, Chris? They're like photosynthesized graphics or something. Yeah, yeah, they call them like sprites or something. And uh, I thought it was, and what was really cool, I thought was the controls were way different than Street Fighter. So Street Fighter, your Hadouken would be down, diagonal down, and then forward. And with Mortal Kombat, it was a lot of like forward, forward, back, you know, mm-hmm. punch or something like that. Um, so it was like a totally different game. Obviously, more graphic, more adult um back in the day i remember coming out in the arcade so playing it in the arcade um and yeah i i ended up falling in love with it once uh once i got into it so chris what do you think i'm right with you this came out in in my heyday of video games you know middle school start of high school i remember uh my buddy got it on for super nintendo and we i went over and slept over his house and we brought the Super Nintendo down, and he had um, one of those like was it was probably like a fifty-five inch TV. It was like one of those giant projection TVs, mm-hmm. and we hooked it up to that, and we're playing Mortal Kombat. So they're like, you know, the the characters are like a foot and a half tall, fighting each other, and just globs of blood flying everywhere. <laughs> the first thing we obviously did was look up the code to turn on blood. Yeah. <laughs> And then just played it all night till like four in the morning, uh, you know, got learned how to do all the fatalities, learned how to do all the moves, tried to beat the game with every character. Um, I wanted to be known up front. I'm terrible at fighting games, but I loved Mortal Kombat 
I remember playing it in a finding an arcade unit. We went to like a golf mini golf course one time in an arcade unit there. So I put in a bunch of quarters and like worked my way to the top of the temple. And by the end, I was drenched in sweat <laughs> just from playing it so hard. I do, it's funny you say that because I remember that exact. I remember that seeing the Mortal Kombat cabinet at the mini golf place that mm-hmm. we went to. And seeing Chris and just... thinking, man, my brother's a dork. He's so sweaty. <laughs> so... Why is he so sweaty? <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. Come on. So I actually... get into it. That was actually where I first heard of the game was like when that was going on. Cause then I remember you being like, yeah, there's a, there's a fatality where a dude like rips their guy's heart out. And I was just like, what? That's insane. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat for me too was the, <laughs> it was the first game I got like in trouble playing because I, I remember I got to Goro uh, and just like couldn't get past him. And I think I like, I got so frustrated. I just started swearing uh and so my mom <laughs> heard me from downstairs and like came up and kind of kind of gave me a what's for and and you know like you wash your mouth out she didn't she did not wash my mouth out but she did threaten and was like you can't talk like that like if you're going to keep talking like that playing this game you're not going to be allowed to play any games anymore and i was just like okay i guess I but she she didn't look at the screen to see all the violence and no. blood on the screen <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope she just heard she just heard the language and was not happy uh <laughs> She wasn't bothered by violence. It was the swearing that really got yeah. to her. <laughs> but same, I think since since uh, playing that original game, I've always I've always enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Uh, kind of gone in and out of the franchise here and there, depending on which games. Like, have you guys played any of the other games uh, besides the original? Like, what's your what's your? Because uh, I mean, this this series too is it's impressive how innovative it's been. Like through the years to keep itself relevant and and kind of alive. Have you guys played any of the other? uh other games nothing yeah. religiously i've played what's the newest one 11 mm-hmm. played that a few times actually pat i played it at your house yeah. and i think the for to the first couple i played like mortal Kombat one two three probably up to four i think up to the point where they had it wasn't a side scrolling fighting game anymore when they started to add more depth and you can like move around a ring that's when I stopped playing is right before that. Yep. Um, but I, uh, you were totally right with, I think they, they really, as far as I can tell, they're really one of the first fighting games to like implement environmental, like the arena into the fight. So you can like punch people through the ceiling and up into a second arena, or you can like, throw them down into the spikes at the end um you know it's it's funny how innovative a a team a designer can get when you're trying to come up with the most novel ways to brutally (laughs) kill another person and destroy their body randy how about you you any like any of the other Mortal Kombat games you got into besides the original? Yeah, I mean it's funny. So like I'm looking them up. I looked them up and looking them up now. I so the first one Mortal Kombat was 92, and that one was by far the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm looking at the characters: Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, and Sub Zero. And in my mind, those are the original characters. You know, that was like right when it came out. And then the next set was Mortal Kombat 2. And I played this one a ton too. And this one added Melina, uh, Reptile, I think Shang Tsung. 
And in my memory, it took them 10 years to add those characters. Like in my mind, those characters are like brand new characters. When in reality, that second, that second game only came out a year after the first one. And I'm not <laughs> sure why, like in my mind, those are new characters, but just when you're young, that's kind of how it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I played that one a lot. And the Mortal Kombat 3, I actually really, I don't think I ever played because that that's where Cyrax, Sector came yep. in. And I never even knew about those characters really. So I think I must've stopped after two. Nice. Is that where for a while. came in or is that four? Smoke came. That was three. Yeah, three. Smoke came he in. Was with... a, he was, I think, a secret character in three, maybe in two, actually. I think he was a secret character in two and then was brought in in three. Yes, because mm-hmm. in three, he was a robot. And in the secret character version of him in two was a regular ninja. Um, yeah, because I remember Melina and Katana and Reptile being like, big deals like oh man these are some new characters they do some cool things and uh and then i don't remember the ones in three so i think that's right around where i stopped and then we had well we'll probably get into it the mortal kombat tournament yeah and that's when i started to get into it again so yeah we uh so for me i feel like same i've been kind of like in and out of the franchise uh here and there uh started with mortal kombat one i see i never really played mortal kombat two i remember i had so I, I used to subscribe to um, Electronic Gaming Monthly. And I remember I had the, the like, I vividly remember reading multiple times the issue where they like do the deep dive into Mortal Kombat 2. But I never actually played the game, <laughs> but I would like read that article all the time. Um, and then I owned Mortal Kombat Ultimate 3. They made like two, ver- that mm-hmm. was like the first time too, they made two versions of, of Mortal Kombat 3. The Ultimate one had like a couple extra characters or something like that. And so I had that one with all the, yeah, the robot ninjas and stuff like that. Uh, and then, and then Mortal Kombat 4, I think that was Deadly Alliance. I never played that one. Like that was when I kind of fell out of the franchise, but I remember a bunch of friends had it. And like, that was the game that brought Mortal Kombat back. Like Mortal Com- by Mortal Kombat 3, people had kind of like stopped playing it and didn't really like it anymore. And so Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance, like that, like revived the franchise kind of because a ton of new people bought it and it was one of considered like one of the best fighting games you could buy uh at the time so if not the best pat you're talking about mortal kombat 4 would you say the subtitle was it was deadly alliance so, i don't know if it was four or five but it was mortal kombat deadly alliance okay so i'm looking at the list here and it went mortal kombat 3 then the trilogy came out after and then some sub-zero game and then mm-hmm. four but then after four came gold special forces advance and then Deadly Alliance. So there was actually a okay. decent amount of time. And this is where it gets super confusing. And that's where I lost track of Mortal Kombat. Because like yeah, in the early game. 2000s, there was like 10 games and none of them were numbered and they all came out like in well, a row. And so they tried, yeah, they tried to do a bunch of spinoff games that were not like the classic fighting. So like Sub-Zero, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero game was like a third person action game where you're just Sub-Zero. Uh, I think likewise with like Special Forces, like that was like a, a Jackson Sonya like, like action adventure game mm-hmm. but like and they were all they were all bad and so i think that's that's probably why in my mind why that deadly alliance brought it back was they had okay. this string of like bad games and then all of a sudden deadly alliance came out and it just refret revitalized the franchise because they had the you could pick the different you know each character had two or three different weapons you could pick from and they changed the right the arena to 3d like chris was talking about yeah um and so that was really a, a big change up and then it kind of went from there um, yeah, I never played Deadly Alliance. I think the next one I played was uh, 
and this was i played it a couple of years after it came out but mortal kombat i think it was called annihilation or like mm-hmm. armageddon armageddon mortal kombat armageddon. Armageddon. yep that was 2006 um, yep so I, I and i bought that i must have bought that in 2008 um so i got it like in a bargain bin but that game was actually very good i i enjoyed that one uh, and then again like played that for a little bit but fell back out and then bought uh mortal kombat 10 when it came out for i think it was at ps3 or ps4 maybe ps4 ps4 um, yeah and so i got got that oh actually i just remember though we we forgot the weird random crossover they did of dc versus yeah. Mortal Kombat. i played that one that one was actually fun yeah the dc characters weren't allowed to have fatalities because they're you know they're For heroes so they don't yeah. kill you yeah uh I never I played that one, but it sounds, I remember hearing about it. It sounds pretty cool. It actually was, yeah, it was a pretty good fighting game. And that was also right before uh, Injustice. So it kind of like, I think it bridged that gap for the, them doing Injustice yep. and then also redoing the making Mortal Kombat 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I remember that that came to our uh, our Mortal Kombat tournament. So the, re- so I, the reason that all started was just, <laughs> and it's so stupid, at the time, uh, the youtube video when it wasn't even a youtube video it was but conan o'brien it was uh gronk rob gronkowski and marshawn lynch playing mortal kombat 10 uh and just like being in gory awe of all the fatalities and that w- it was just marshawn so- lynch was hilarious yeah. in that video. <laughs> watching that watching their reactions on okay. that video to it all just that was like oh my god i gotta get back into a mortal Kombat, and so that's what that's what spurred me on to buy the game but then once i bought the game i i also like don't love fighting games they're not like my go-to genre unless i have a bunch of friends play to play with so then i was just like well how am i going to get a bunch of friends i know i'll host a video game tournament and force all my dumb friends to come over and play this video game tournament with me i was at that i'm a dumb friend well you're my dumb brother so oh (laughs) I, I like the story of that tournament is the best is that you went and bought a WWF belt, turned it into a Mortal Kombat champion belt, and then you won the tournament. So you got to keep the belt that you bought and made. That, so, and that I also didn't want. Like, yeah. it's still just like, <laughs> like, cause like, you need more crap around your house. Right. Exactly. It's just like in a box in the corner of my house that, but every time, every time my wife wants me to throw it out, I'm like, yeah, but we might have another tournament. And I can't did... get rid of it, honey. I won that. It's a championship belt. Someone's I gotta, earned it. Someone's got to try to take it from me. Mm-hmm. We should so, do it again. We're, I guess we're going to have to. Maybe yeah. in commemoration of this movie coming out. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, so uh, I bought, you know, bought Mortal Kombat 10. Bought Mortal Kombat 11 because we had such a fun time with Mortal Kombat 10. Uh, Andy, but did you get all of the... Uh, um, what is DLC. it? The pack that the DLC packs with it. So I got one of. They did like a. So there's been a lot of DLC for that game, and so they did. They've done like two or three like mega packs. I bought one of the mega packs. So I don't actually don't think I have all the characters, but I have most of them. I think um, that's something that they've done great with is the DLC characters because each pack gets you like one either traditional Mortal Kombat character that they're putting into the game, an old one that they left out. But then you usually get two non-Mortal Kombat characters. They have the Joker, mm-hmm. Rambo, Robocop, Spawn. Uh, is an alien and predator? Is that one of them too? That was in the in Mortal Kombat 10, they did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was alien and predator. So I think that's a great how they branch out into other properties and bring them into Mortal Kombat. Yep. And they do a good job of picking the right characters to bring in, right? Like they like 
RoboCop fits in perfectly in Mortal Kombat. Terminator oh, yeah. fits in perfectly in Mortal Terminator. Kombat. Yeah. Like the 80s, early 90s just fits in perfectly with Yeah, the, like those the, action stars yeah. in the womb would just brutally murder someone. <laughs> Um, yeah, like uh, they do again. I can't emphasize enough just how much how good of a job they've done to keep the franchise fresh. Like, with the biggest thing, I think, too, with Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 11, uh, kind of taking a page out of the Injustice franchise's book of really making like a cinematic kind of storytelling story mode, uh, which was brand new for uh, for fighting games. Like, you, you typically didn't get any anything in the way of like a single player story mode. And I believe with Mortal Kombat 10, they started doing that. And it like, th- that was like my favorite part of the game. Have you, in all of the games put together, make one giant story supposedly. And it, it, there was a, I think Polygon ran an article a while ago about the Mortal Kombat storyline and how convoluted and like <laughs> and crazy it is the, the Mortal Kombat universe has been reset like four times because they either needed Liu Kang to come back to life somehow or Raiden, you know, destroyed the world, but then they fired the one developer who was in charge of writing the story. So this other guy came in and wanted to reset the story. So it's, it was really funny how a video game storyline, how convoluted it's gotten. Yeah, after I played, we played Mortal Kombat 11, I started playing the story mode. And then, of course, I went into a Wikipedia hole and just went nuts on all. And it is, it's very convoluted. It's, it's actually just really cool, though. It is like, there's a lot of really interesting, cool parts to the story, just kind of learning about stuff. I think I always struggled with who, who were the good guys and who are the bad guys? Because I always thought Sub-Zero and Scorpion were bad guys, but I don't think they are maybe i i don't know i know luke kang's a good guy for sure mm-hmm. well and part but of the of, <laughs> i'm pretty <laughs> sure they're all kind of good and bad they're all yeah like, eh, i mean i think he's one of the guys hearts out <laughs> you're supposed to root for right i think and, and then the other thing too was like there were two sub-zeros which i never knew and one was good and one was yeah bad. and so then it was like wait like I, and, and also to the at the time when the, like those things happened and they switched the character the game like didn't really tell you that so like i remember just like like years after i think it was from mortal kombat 2 to mortal kombat 3 was when like they switched the sub-zero characters to the brother and then i just remember like reading it being like wait what <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah 11 jumping back in with 10 and 11 especially with 11 i mean they really made fighting games a lot more complicated than they used to be like you there's like things where you have to do moves down to the second and like when you hit it at the bottom of the move or the middle of the move or the top when you hit the buttons i mean it got really confusing and i was already chris i'm with you pretty bad at fighting games where it pretty much came down to um either just the slide kick in mortal Kombat or the sweeping leg kick in street fighter and that's what i usually went to in both games uh and did pretty sweep. good leg against sweep was mortal Kombat. Right? that was my move the the down, mortal Kombat down, was like the slide kick. right you slide under him and knock him out knock no, him that's mortal Kombat's the leg sweep because you keep spinning around and they the guy falls okay. backwards it um I totally forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. He's got something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, like they they've gotten so much more complex. Um, 
like I feel like when we were growing up with Mortal Kombat and the fighting games, like the best things you could do were just like the special moves, right? So if you knew like three of the special moves and mm-hmm. could kind of like somewhat link those into like regular punches and kicks, like you were gonna you were gonna dominate. And now it's you gotta know like a twenty hit combo yeah. and and or you have to know how to interrupt those twenty hit combos and then hit them with a twenty hit combo of your own with exactly what you're saying, Randy, like the exact right timing and stuff. But like it's watching watching like pros or near pros play it especially you know now you can watch it on like twitch and stuff like watching those guys go at it is wild because it's i'm just like i could never do that it's insane all the stuff that they know and what they can do yeah with the interrupts you got to get it down to the second i remember and uh it was already just memorizing the fatalities is what i always used to try to do um Mm -hmm. or animalities or babalities babalities Guys, what about the friendships? Friendship. Oh, friendship. And that's that was one of the best parts of the game is it knew how ridiculous it was and they just went right for it. Like steer right into that. Let's go. <laughs> if we're gonna go deep, let's just go deeper. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, this game's so bizarre. We're gonna have a random guy yell toasty when he Toasty. Toasty. Oh. So so I my first memory of that is being at the arcade and that guy popping his head out and scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> And me thinking I saw a ghost, maybe. I mean, that never happened in video games where some crazy thing just popped out. And there wasn't an internet to look it up. So I didn't know what was going on. Uh, And then obviously it became like a whole story for those people who don't know. Um, It's one of the the, uh, sound designer, Dan Ford, and his name, he programmed himself into, you know, I don't know how often it happened, but his face would come on the screen out of nowhere and just go toasty and then pop back out again. Uh, And then in future games, they made it unlock certain things, but it was, I loved it. And still to this day, I sometimes just go to myself toasty. <laughs> no, you I think, guys, did you ever watch the Mortal Kombat Saturday morning cartoon? I loved that cartoon. I, I, did, I did too. It, it was, I mean, in but, thinking back on it, it it is most definitely terrible. But oh yeah. At the time, I was I was all about it. I loved. It didn't loved have that. any of the fatalities or anything. It didn't really have, obviously, no gore or like hyper violence, but it was. For the time, it was like a good storyline, and it what it did is pulled all the characters you liked, and you got to see them on the screen doing other things besides ripping out people's spines. So, <laughs> it it was like the tail end of that like five year span where networks were taking very adult properties and like making cartoons out of them. Like there was like the RoboCop cartoon. I think there was an alien like a an aliens cartoon with like the uh with like the space marines mm-hmm. and just like all these like all these like like very adult movie properties and they were just making like kids cartoons out of all of them and i think Mortal Kombat was like on the tail end of that that kind of fad uh but yeah it was great it was on usa i remember and uh loved it and they had their one one saturday morning they had a crossover between all of the cartoons that were on that saturday and remember so it was like Mortal Kombat crossed over with, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was on it. And uh, I, I have no idea what the other two were, but the whole crossover was based on some like power orb thing that was going through. And it was like floating through the cartoons and they were like the cartoon characters were chasing it. And because they couldn't really bring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into the Mortal Kombat universe, I remember they like 
just at the end of the Mortal Kombat, they had the orb fall to the ground and someone picks it up and goes, what the hell is this? And like kicks it out and like throws it into outer space or something. And that's how they got Mortal Kombat <laughs> into the crossover. <laughs> that's how I remember it. That's probably not correct. but Probably exactly how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and, and kind of bridging that gap to television and, and other media, what are you guys' thoughts on the Mortal Kombat movies? We got the original one from, what is it, like 97 maybe? Uh, so the original Mortal Kombat, which is kind of kind of like now considered, unfortunately, the gold standard of video game movies. <laughs> There's a lot of area for improvement in video yep. game movies. Yeah, yep. I would, I would agree. I- I remember being significantly disappointed in that because they didn't have any not any of the characters like awesome moves or they like they had great fight scenes um but they didn't like no one was shooting Liu Kang never shot his fireball except maybe at the end mm-hmm. if you interpret it that that's a fireball but they didn't it wasn't blatant I'm going to shoot a fireball you know yeah. they didn't I was disappointed in it, but made up for it was the fact that it has the greatest theme song for any movie ever. I was going to try to play it again, but I closed it out. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Let's hear your version of it. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Fight. Nailed it. I remember, I remember liking it. I think we talked a little bit about this in our episode a few times ago, but um, I, I remember liking the movie, but being really disappointed in the characters they chose for the movie. Like I did not like Johnny Cage. I was not really a fan of Sonya Blade. Um, I loved Raiden. So that was good. I wanted more like, I don't know, magical characters, I guess, more mm-hmm. of the interesting ones. Um, and I liked Liu Kang. But yeah, I agree. The, and I, the I love the second movie though, they got more of those magical yes, characters. They so did. That's that movie was awful. <laughs> but Just at the awful. same time, better. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, uh, I think we need to rewatch that. We do. So what? so I uh because so, I've <laughs> I've actually recently watched uh both Mortal Kombat movies. Like they were I think Why? Okay, over the summer or maybe last year they were on they were on netflix and so it was just like one of those things you throw on at night like when i like just getting ready to go to sleep or like but knew i wasn't going to totally fall asleep so i'm like i'll watch this and if i fall asleep great if i don't i've watched this movie again fine uh and so like thinking that chris i totally agree with you like like as a kid seeing that original world combat movie it was cool but at the same time so disappointing for exactly the reasons you said like there weren't enough powers you wanted it just to be mm-hmm. kind of like crazy chaos um but now fatalities right but watching that movie now as like a as an adult and you're like actually this movie really isn't that bad like for what it for what it is it does it very well it has a coherent storyline there's character development Mm -hmm. and some decent fight scenes in it right right exactly and goro and and goro whereas mortal kombat uh, i think that one's mortal kombat annihilation the the movie's just the the acting's bad the the effects are bad the storyline doesn't make a ton of sense like it's not a well done movie mm-hmm. uh, and it's but they not, got the same guy to come back and play Raiden he's well, their big oh because oh, the original was Christopher Lambert and they yeah did get, Christopher Lambert I thought he came back no no it oh, was no. uh 
Oh, it was someone like way worse. <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, the budget oh. was 18 mil and the box office was $124 million. So I think it was a success. For number bet. one or number two? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> number um, one, number one. I remember they got they got the mechanic guy from Wings. I'm pretty sure he was Raiden. Oh, Lowell from Wings? Wait. So. Uh what's his name? He's 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 done big things since then, actually. So wait, wait, hold on. Go back to it made 120 million. Yeah. In what year did it come out? 95. That's amazing in 1995. Yeah, that is. Thomas Hayden Church is uh was Lowell Mather from Wings. Is that who you're talking about, Pat? I think so. Let me double check. Oh, no. Uh, it was Jane, James Remar. <laughs> oh, he did not do anything big but you will, you will, You'll know him if you... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what... I thought it was Wings. Maybe it wasn't. It must not have been Wings, obviously. What was he in? By the way, we're going to do... Was he do the a... bad guy in The Mask? He would... No. Uh, no. I, that's, that guy actually uh, is like a, a quasi-famous yeah. pick. We're, do, we're definitely doing a meat and potatoes on wings at some point, right? <laughs> yes. Well, while you think, Pat. We have, one, to, uh, we have to drink metal wings while we're doing it. Yes. Drink, me- won't last long. drink metal wings. Yes. I, mean, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, just while you're looking that up, Pat, just a fun fact, if you guys remember. And I remembered seeing this in a documentary that um, the ESRB, the rating system for video games, came about because of Mortal Kombat. Because of you Mortal guys remember Kombat. That? Yeah. Because Tipper Gore did not like yep. Children of America uh, being exposed to all the blood and violence that was in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Which, so, look how we turned out now. The history making game. And here we are, however many years later, talking about it on a very successful podcast yes thank you castanets for making us a success (laughs) so christopher um lambert was raiden and he was also known for highlander the show yes that was like his big thing but you're right i I actually can't can't find what uh james ramar uh like what else he was famous from at the time but this that's him Mm -hmm. showing you guys him oh yeah James Ramar. Ah, oh, that James Ramar. I uh, thought you were saying James Ramar. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't. Um, but yeah, so so again, those movies, you know, uh, hindsight on the original movie, it's like a little, it's aged somewhat well. Like it's a little better. The second one, pretty bad. What are your guys' thoughts on the upcoming movie? Chris, it looks like you have a, another comment to make first though. I, well, I'm excited for the upcoming movie. Has any of you either of you seen the most recent animated movie that came out like less than a year ago but it's like the hyper violent so think of mortal Kombat, the cut screens or like the the scenes in the video game where you're you know in the middle of the especially in the newer ones in the middle of the fight if you like hit a hit someone right or you get a combo it zooms in and shows their like face smashing and like it shows their ribs breaking and then it zooms back out and you continue with the fight. So there's a new animated movie that came out within the last year that is that hyper violent. And that's the whole selling point of it is that it's hyper violent R rated animated movie. Have, have you guys seen that at all? It's a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've been, I've looked for it 
um, obviously not too hard, but I've looked for it on <laughs> streaming services and I couldn't, no one seems to be streaming it. So, yeah, I think it's a bit like, if I remember, it's about like, it's like Scorpion's backstory or something. Yes, like that. that is, it is Scorpion's backstory. That's yeah. right. So are you yeah, guys, no, oh, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say, no, I haven't seen it. I, I heard like decent things. Like I heard it's a pretty, it's a decent movie. Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. So are you guys looking like, what are you looking forward to most? What are you hoping most for this new movie? Is it you're hoping for some hyper violence? Are you hoping gratuitous violence? Are you looking for a good story? Obviously everything, but what are you hoping for most? Um, Chris? I think all of it, I, I'm hoping for the hyper violence just because that's what makes Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. And that's what defines it. I'm hoping for, um, you know, just the characters that we grew up playing the games with to, to be on the screen and seeing them in real life. Uh, and then I'm hoping it leads to more. You know, I want to, I would love to see Mortal Kombat become uh, its own, you know, it's a big property now, but I'd like to see it get successful and be reborn again into the, you know, the big screen, have a trilogy of these movies coming out and just it's funny because as in preparation for this i watched a whole bunch of mortal kombat videos on youtube um and like watched all the fatalities and the brutalities and like character moves and just gruesome fights and then after i turn it off i realized that the tv downstairs is linked to my youtube account and that's what my two children <laughs> oh, watch no. their their like their they watch their like among us videos on so obviously it's going to pop up so did you just watch decapitated did you just watch search for the latest unspeakable pranks did you just watch like 20 friendships after that to try and (laughs) bury it somehow (laughs) pat what are you thinking um yeah i mean i think with you know if they can basically just kind of remake the original mortal Kombat movie but r-rated which is essentially you know it is it is going to be r-rated i mean i think the movie is going to be good like like at least decent you know um i like just from the trailer and from what i've read about it I like, it sounds like they're, they're really focusing on like the conflict between Sub-Zero and Scorpion and using that as like their jumping off point for this like movie story and, and the, and the rest of the Mortal Kombat franchise in, in movies, which I think is smart. I think that, cause that's kind of where a lot of the, um, a lot of like interesting character development can come from. Um, especially just knowing where, where those characters go in the video game where you have Scorpion, who's kind of like a, uh, not necessarily a villain, but is, is definitely an antagonist and then kind of switches through as as the story progresses and becomes like one of the good guys uh, so i mean i just i think there's some cool stuff that that you can do with that um but for me yeah the big thing is just the r rating so definitely want to see some of that classic mortal Kombat over the top gore fatalities see what that looks like on a movie but then also right you get the the cherry on top of like a decent story yeah true what about you randy um, so I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about this a lot that, you know, I'm trying to think of the last movie I saw where I would watch, was watching the movie and something happened on the screen and I went, Oh, like that awesome. Like, and I think 
recently because so many movies are these big budget franchises and you know they're not specifically made for adults it doesn't happen a lot not to say those movies are bad but you know speaking of comic book movies obviously first comes to mind like you get a lot of action and fighting but you don't get too many of those like scenes so i'm hoping in mortal Kombat, like it's been a while where you know you'd be in a theater and everybody would just start screaming like oh and you had to be high-fiving your buddies next to you and really nerding out on it. I'm hoping for some scenes like that. Like, it doesn't have to be really realistic violence, just something that's crazy. And you're like, oh, yeah. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. How, so what are your guys' thoughts, too, on... Because um, I know for the new Mortal Kombat movie, they are kind of creating a new character and kind of throwing him in as, like... And he seems like he's going to kind of be, like, the focal point. Yeah, so, a I mean, brand-new character for the We'll see. I'll give it a shot. I'm not pleased that they're doing that, but maybe it works out great and we have a new super awesome character and a new person that can rip people's eyeballs out in the video game. So I think it, it definitely holds true to the Mortal Kombat, you know, mindset because every game came out with at least what, like four to 30 new characters sometimes so it was uh it's something that i'm looking forward to and uh, that is one of the pluses of the franchise is yeah. that you know now we're on game number 11 or whatever and when you pull up that character select screen it is just it's filled massive yeah it's awesome whatever you want yes right so good like more... they, now they're starting to carry every single character over like we said earlier, maybe there there might be released in a DLC pack later, but they're put they're still consistently putting just about every every character into the games now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so I'm I don't know how to feel about the the character that they made just for the movie. Like I think it it could be really smart and could go really well, but I could also easily see it backfiring just because it kind of just reeks of like studio producer like overreach, right? Um, I do really like the actor though, Louis Tan. He was in uh, this Netflix show, Wu Assassins, which I got really into over the summer. Uh, the show itself is probably very average, but I, I, I dug it because it was just like this like weird sci-fi kung fu show. Uh, and he was, and the, the actor Louis Tan was really good in it. So I'm excited to see him in something like this. I think he'll, I think the actor himself, like he'll do a good job, but I'm, it, I'm a little apprehensive just about right just having a random new character in a movie like this of what where that could go yeah it'll be interesting for sure but either I'll, way I'm gonna be like I said I'll be apprehensive until he rips someone's <laughs> spine out through their butt yep then I'll like him it'll, it'll be awesome <laughs> But somehow he keeps the head attached and the head comes out with it. <laughs> when I was watching the YouTube video of the fatalities, more than one, I would just think, I don't think the human body works like that. <laughs> I, I watched I watched a good chunk of that, Chris, because you texted it to all of us, and I never realized how many bodies just explode into like, limbs <laughs> uh, from things that probably would not make them explode to, yeah. into limbs. <laughs> Like I, the one that sticks out of my head was like uh, I, I believe RoboCop had like a giant like anti-tank gun, and like shot somebody with it, and then for some reason they just exploded into and like the, head and arms. Head. The arms go up, the legs yeah. go down and out, and then just the head, sometimes the head, the head stays there, floating in midair, and like turns and has a weird look on its face, and then <laughs> in the center is all guts and blood. 
I will, I will add though, one of the ones I hadn't seen because it was like a newer downloadable character and I hadn't played the game when they were w- with them in it was uh, Melina. And so she did one where she like gored open someone's stomach and then reached her hand up their stomach out of their like mouth and eyes and then pulled their face out inside out. Yes. Like that one, I was just like, whoa. That was a good one. Awesome. Pat doing the party at your house was the best because we we that's what we did we'd watch them like fresh like the first time you see it and you're just like, like my other favorite on? one was it's uh Jack, Jackie Briggs so Jack's is I think it's his daughter, daughter. is yep, in the right. game and so she has one where she like does something to the person's face like blows a hole through it and then blows a hole through their stomach and then throws a grenade it goes through the hole in the face lands in the hole in the stomach and but it's not a grenade it's like a shield wall and so it splits or it it explodes and it like puts the shield wall up which splits the person would be vertically yeah and the front half slides down the wall and the back half stays standing up and you hear the heartbeat against the wall, like a heart beating against a pane of glass. That was a good one. I remember that that one was awesome. I remember that one. Randy, come on, hit us with um, one of your favorite fatalities of Mortal Kombat. Um, Mine is definitely from the old school version. I remember pulling the, the spine, um, like from one of the original ones. And that was like the first thing that I saw. Uh, and that just sticks in my mind as one of my my favorite ones. Was um, that uh, who, was that Scorpion that did I that? I think that was Scorpion, yeah. And just being like, whoa, this is, and because the graphics were pretty realistic back then, you know, real people. Um, and then I hadn't really seen much, like I said, until Mortal Kombat 10, and all of those were just like <laughs> yeah, it insane. Is, it is funny how, like, right, we think about Mortal Kombat, like that game was so controversial because you had, right, a character just pull, like, a spine out yeah. from someone with no blood to now where they're so intricate where you have Johnny Cage uppercutting someone's head off nine times and then throwing <laughs> it at the screen with like the bottom half of their jaw just missing because that's where he's having up and blood is dripping and yeah. flying everywhere and the blood so, looks fairly realistic whereas in like originally it was just globs of yeah. paint yeah flying but, wherever it didn't like even make sense half the time I, so, how do you think you get into that writer's room? Like, is the application process? You give me your best made-up fatality, and uh, we'll get you in there. I mean, that right that that process has got to be fun. Just so much fun. Around with like four or five of your buddies, like, what? All right, we have Baraka. What's a crazy way he can kill somebody? So, like in the. But I think there's a line. You can't make it too crazy because then you like you're like well that's a little too violent or that's just out there Baraka would never triple slice someone into 18 pieces you know 18 is too much we got to bring it down to like 12 pieces yeah yeah i want to see what the rejected fatalities are the cutting room floor fatalities like what is too violent that they won't do Also, though, too, I wonder, do they ever go, do you think anyone's ever like, oh, that's not quite violent enough. Oh, yeah. all the way. Sure. I'm sure that with Mortal Kombat, this one up a little bit more. Come on, guys. How you many people better for Baraka? How many people got fired because they just couldn't think of a crazy enough fatality, like a gross <laughs> enough one? You know, those Blizzard Activision layoffs? Yep. <laughs> I heard it was actually because the Mortal Kombat wasn't violent enough. I can't oh, wait. Jimmy. 
Go Jimmy, ahead, why'd you lose your job? Oh, well, I couldn't make violent enough murders on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. Filling out, you're filling out the unemployment paperwork <laughs> to get your severance package. Reason for losing job. My fatalities weren't bloody enough. <laughs> Uh, I I can't wait till the new character can o- in the movie can only do babalities and it's really just a prequel for Storks too. <laughs> it's it's the uh, the Storks Mortal Kombat connected universe. Uh, Morkel Combat. <laughs> Morkel Combat. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, any final thoughts on Mortal Kombat before we wrap up the uh, meat and potatoes? This was a fun trip down memory lane. I got to tell you guys, this was this was a good one for me. I liked it. I'm not going to lie. As soon as this is done, I might be going to download the Mortal Kombat mobile game just to see if it's <laughs> worth it. Or and, not. We, and we know Chris really likes watching calming, like very soothing things before bed. So this will be perfect. <laughs> Chris is going to watch another 35 fatalities before he goes to sleep. Wait till I get all the links at 3 a.m. in the morning of his favorite <laughs> fatalities <laughs> every mortal combat fatality ever strung together oh. coming your way no way you'd sleep after that actually what what you guys should do because i have watched this is that they take the entire uh story mode from like mortal combat 10 and mortal combat 11 and just string them together so it's essentially just like a movie of like the entire game uh check those out it's it's pretty good and it that catches you cool. up on the story mm-hmm recommend it done that'll do it for the uh, meat and potatoes uh we're getting towards the end here oh hang on pat wait my phone's going off hello chill out whoa look at this sub-zero calling in sub-zero don't be afraid to cool it Sub-Zero, I thought you you never really talk in the video games. This isn't how I ever heard thought your voice would. This is what hey I man. thought you'd sound like. Hey man, chill out. You sound more like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. You need to cool it. Yeah, I get it. Your theme is like freezing things and you're cold. Is that do you only speak in ice puns? Why don't you just freeze wait a minute this isn't sub-zero is it cool it mr freeze is this you oh you got me man you're trying to break into the mortal Kombat franchise is this a reggae mr freeze (laughs) did they didn't you have enough battling sub-zero in dc versus mortal Kombat? I just want everybody to chill. Yeah, we get it. Put put each other on ice. I get it. Yep. Why don't you take a nice ice bath? I, you know, after a, a big athletic endeavor, I will. It soothes the muscles. You Prevents cool you know, soreness. Chill. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you you said that one. I, we're, we were very chill until you raided our show and took over. Tried to. You're being not successful. Why don't you chill, chill out? Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Stop saying my line. Why don't you... Cool it. Why don't you... Don't 
tell me to cool it. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> no, right now you're just being ridiculous. And <laughs> I know Mr. Freeze did not teach kindergarten. I'll be back. That, this is ridiculous. All right, I'm hanging up. Cheers. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Send him to the waiting room, Randy. You're the host. All right. That I, you know what? I will. I almost said at least it wasn't Thanos for a second there, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> He's had, first of all, Mr. Freeze has had how many years to come up with some some lines, some better puns. Yeah. Besides chill out and it's like, cool it. It's like he's he's came up with one every like 10 years, I think. Well, he is on ice. Guys, <laughs> what, what, I, what did I miss? I had to run to the bathroom real quick. What was going on? Nothing. You didn't miss you yeah. didn't miss anything. Yeah. That's good. All right. Are we ready to, to move on with the show? We, we were wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next up. We got the, the D and D. And D. Character, character of the week. This week's D&D character is Rill. Rill is a 126-year-old male Vidalcan fighter with a cavalier specialization and an athlete background. Rill enjoys... Hey, hey it's me, Rill. What's up? What's up, guys, bringers? It's me, hey. Rill. Hey, Rill. Uh, Vidalcan. Why don't you... Why don't you Vidalcan! Tell, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Did you, yeah, see, the thing that really gets my goat is I love, I love uh, seeing my enemies brought low, and I love winning. I win everything. I used to have a gladiator instructor. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, really? Earn my freedom through the, earn my freedom through the uh, arena, just fighting, fighting dragons and orcs. Real, would you say that seeing, ener- seeing your enemies brought low really turns your crank? Just I totally turns my crank. Just crank it, crank it. Bring my enemies low. I get low, get low, get low. My enemies get low in the arena where I get my freedom. So very athletic. Real, would you consider yourself lawful bad? No, not at all. Because there is no such thing as lawful bad. If anything, it would be lawful evil. Are you lawful evil? No, I'm a good guy. (laughs) So you're chaotic good. No, lawful I'm good. Law- I'm good. Lawful good. Freedom. What? Neutral. 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 Put myself in neutral. Neutral. All right. Neutral. Neutral. So, if anyone's looking to roll into a D and D character, why don't you give Rill a try? Check it out. Just a quick update on our own D and D game. We haven't played yet. Um, I'm not sure if the audience could guess because in the show notes, it said real was lawful bad, which again was corrected as lawful evil is what it should have been called. So we're still working on it, but we will do it one day, guys. Someday. Someday. All right. This week. Sunday we're playing. I'm busy. Ooh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, any re- recommendations? We got the play, watch, read. So Randy, I got one for Randy, all three. What would you Mortal want to play? Friggin' combat. I agree. Moral combat for all three, but I would recommend the witness. Cause I figured out I did play it. Uh, and it was a really good game. The puzzles were unlike any puzzles I've ever played in a video game. It was super, super, it got to a point where it was so hard that I just gave up completely gave up. I even tried to look it up online and I didn't really understand how to do it from the direction. So just quit but it was awesome until that point. And it did win a lot of awards, Pat. You were right. 
Noise. So the witness, if you can do it. But also Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat, yes. All right, Chris, what should we watch? Mortal Kombat. Perfect. And I'll give us a, something to read. It says Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat comic. Oh, there's on for all three. Check out the Mortal Kombat comic. And if you uh, got some extra time, check out The Last Ronin. I've uh, been reading that comic. Uh, love Stop teenage- plugging your old band's high, your high school. Love <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. And The Last Ronin is a great spinoff. Uh, and there's a pretty sick metal band that goes along with it. You should check them out. Can I, can I plug something to read real quick? I came across this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of Into the Great Unknown, the Star Wars comic? It was the crossover between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Oh, no. uh, I did hear about it, but I, okay. no, I never read it. I went into a Star, War, Star Wars wiki hole this week, but I would plug that because it sounded insane. So you don't even have to read the comic. Just read the Wikipedia article on it. And uh, it sounds pretty interesting. I won't ruin anything for you, but quick, it's a crossover. Quick read. Awesome. Yeah. Does okay. Indiana Jones have a Death Star rolling down a ramp after him? Okay, I guess we are going to spoil the comic. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're going to have to read it yourself. All right. Let's just say Han Solo and Indiana Jones appear in the same comic. It's amazing. I knew, I knew Harrison Ford had a twin. Yeah. <laughs> Schmerzen Schmord. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, well, they he, have the same last name. I can't wait till Schmerzen Schmord's a guest on our show next week either. I mean, he kind of has to be now. We got to get him. Yeah. Have him talk about I'll reach out to his agent. I know a guy. <laughs> Perfect. Just one. Just one. All right. So, so I'll do it for this week. So Pat, are you ending the show or is Chris ending yeah. the show? Uh, I guess I'm going to end it. So uh, everyone. That's it. That's it for our show this week. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Keep on catching the cast, everybody. Wait, we catch the cast. No, that's a terrible. No, we, we were going to we, catch the cast now. We cast the cast. They catch. Got to catch them all. Got to catch uh, all the casts. Randy gets it. Yeah. That'll do it. See ya. Catch this cast. Catch the cast. Oh, wait, I got a joke. My joke. Where's my joke? What's your joke? Oh, what do you say when you lose a Nintendo game? Dough. I want a Wii match. Because it's like the we get it, mm. guys. Mm. It's pretty mm. good. Mm. Mm. Toasty, stay. Hold on, my Black Panther number one lot is about to go up. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> Our next episode just going to be an intervention with Chris. <laughs> <laughs>